You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Folks, good to see you guys, folks, tonight. Uh, Would you turn with me in your Bibles to... Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, uh, uh, sound man, I'm going to have, I'm going to, mic here, I know, all right, all right, all right, am I on, am I on, no, I am here though, no, just, just forget the, just forget the, just leave it right here, that, that'll be fine. Oh, is it on? Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, got a little bit of a different message tonight, but I, I've been, I've been reading some things in, uh, on the news, you know, and and um, blogs and different different things like that, and I found all of a sudden I, I just had a burden. To preach something about the Bible's view on human life, because I'm going to tell you something, folks. We are really in bad shape. Because, and a lot of it has to do because of our view of human life. So um, anyway, I, I just want to I just want to speak on that just a little bit, and uh, and then we'll then we'll be done. But if you will, if you found Genesis chapter one verses. 26, 27, and 28, the Bible tells us, it said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God made man in his own image, and in the image of God uh, created he him. Male and female, he he created he them. And God blessed them and said, and, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Heavenly Father, we again come before your throne of grace. We thank you, Lord, for the, for the Eastside Baptist Church. We thank you so much, God, that you've, you've given us a great pastor, Lord. And I just pray, God, you'll be with him as he's, as he's feeling bad. I just ask, God, that you'll heal him, and you'll, and you'll bring him back around again. And Lord, I thank you so much, God, for all you've done for us. I pray, God, that you'll be with me as I as I preach, give me the liberty, give me the words that I need to say tonight, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in recent days, the subject of life and death, like I said, has been front and center in my life. I just, I just read a story about how, you know, it just showed me how little life means. You know, and, and it's all because we've been, we've been hammered to death with evolution. And life means nothing anymore. I, heard, I read about the I read about this this man who had a 
bad, uh, you know, he had Alzheimer's real bad. And he was, uh, he was staying, I don't know if it was with his son or close by where his son, but his son was his primary caregiver. And uh, the boy just got tired of having to deal with dad all the time. I don't know where they live, but he put his, he put his dad on a plane. No, he took his dad. He he took he took his put his uh, dad in the car and drove to Florida, and dropped him off at his sister's house. The sister, you take care of him for a while. I can't handle him anymore. She did it for a short time, and it wasn't very long. And you know what she did? She put him on a plane to Denver with nobody there to meet him and nobody, nobody there that I knew just stuck him on a plane to Denver and, says she's, and she literally said, now I'm rid of him. I don't have to deal with him anymore. And here he was wandering around the airport. Didn't know why he was there. Didn't know where he was. Didn't know why he was there. And nobody cared. That's, that's, how, that's how our education system and different things like that, we've been beat down with evolution, and life means nothing to us anymore. So far, I don't remember, I don't remember what year it is, but listen, we're at now at a point we've, we've murdered over 60 million unborn children. I don't know how much longer God's going to be dealing with that kind of a stain and a stain on on our on our nation even even remember that remember back in oh, about 2006 2007 well there's a gal named in florida named terry shivo and the courts ordered her starved to death because her husband basically although he didn't admit it wanted the insurance money from her and even today well, in 1990, the Netherlands legalized euthanasia. And that year, there was, that year alone, there was 11,800 cases of euthanasia just in the Netherlands. It was one in 10 of all the deaths. And half of those, 5,491, were put to death without the patient's knowledge. Just, okay, you know, didn't tell them. I mean, I, I, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying to get us to a point where, listen, we got to value human life. I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I realize that. But you know what? We've got to get on our knees more. I think we've got to pray about this in a, in a great way that, that we, we, can't, we can't allow ourselves to be, become complacent about, about abortion. We, we, we almost are. I mean, we know it's legal. We don't want it to happen, but we don't seem to want to want to really get out there. And, and I, I'm not even sure what we can do, but we need to do something. But the best thing we can do is lift up our request to God. God is, uh, today I want to, today I want to see what, uh, I want you to see what God has to say about human life. I think his perspective should be considered as we think about the matters <coughs> like the right to live, the right to die, abortion, euthanasia. In fact, God, in fact, not only should God's perspective be considered, it should be the final say in all matters. 
Today, we examine, let's examine life from God's perspective. Just for a few minutes, a biblical view on life. The first thing we need to understand is God is sovereign in the creation of life. On the, on the primary, on, on, one of the primary truths that come from these verses is the fact that man is the product of God's creative power and not the result of random evolution. Man did not evolve from a single cell organism or space or over millions years. He is a God, man is a special creation. Now, did you, did, did you stop, did, did we ever stop and think, you know, God spoke creation into existence? He spoke the world, the moon, the stars, the cattle, the, the birds. He spoke them all into existence. But you know, when it came to man, what did he do? He formed man out of the dust of the ground. And what did he do? He, God himself breathed into him the breath of life. That makes us different. That makes us special. That makes us God's creation. Uh, he, he, uh, here's one of the greatest dangers in the system of, our, of evolution, what is taught to our children. If people can be convinced that mankind is nothing more than a random product of selection, we can do what we got to do with man. Think about this. God, I mean, Satan is behind all this. Satan, what's Satan want to do? Satan wants to kill as many people as he can before they can get saved. He wants to destroy as many lives as he can. And you know what? He's doing a great job of it. People are, uh, pe people now, I mean, we, we just, Take life without, we take life without even thinking about what it means. And, um, we, you know, we're, we are. We're, we're better than a dog and a cat or a cow or a bird. We're, we're, we're special. God, created, God breathed into us the breath of life. And we and and we are and, and and we are different. We are we are totally different from the rest of creation. And uh, you know, and, and when you get to a point, those who hold the view of evolution with it, it's just we can at some point in time just put people out of their misery. Today, we're killing babies, unborn babies. At some point in time, we can maybe kill uh, the. Uh, it, at, at some point in time, we get down to the point where, hey, listen, we can save a lot of money by taking the whole population of prisons and put them out of their misery. They're no good to society anymore, anyway. Let's just put them out of their misery. Let's take, let's take, um, you know, old people. Let, let, let's let's empty out. Let's we can empty out the the nursing homes. It can get to that point. Today, it's babies, brain damage, 
people tomorrow. It'll be the mentally ill, the physically challenged, as well as the, 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 uh, the, the infirmers. And this is exactly where our world is headed. There is, there is more than one way. There is, more, there is more than one way to save Social Security and Medicare. We don't need to do that. Now, if evolution theory was correct, there would be no, there would be no problem. This is, this is their view. However, it is a false view of life, life and death and eternity. We talk about these matters in more than a few minutes. For now, we need to remember that every human being is a special being because he or she is a creation of God himself. Every human being is a spiritual being. We are told that man was made in the image of God. This does not mean that man looks like God, but, man, uh, but God is a tripart God, by, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and in his image he created us, body, soul, and spirit. We, are, we, are, we have a body. The body is a vehicle which we move. You can see. I, you know, so, I, so you don't run into me or I don't run into you. We can see each other. Um, both humans and animals have bodies. When we die, our bodies return to earth. We have a soul. The soul is the seat of the will and the character, the intellect, the thoughts, and the emotions. The soul is where we reason, where we love, where we hate, where we want. The soul, what, uh, the soul is, uh, allows you to interact with your, in, in your world with other people. Your soul is the part of you that makes you who you are. I tell my inmates that. You are a compilation of all your thoughts and your actions and your deeds that you've done. And, you, and, and I... The reason you're sitting in this in the in in this prison today is because of your of who you are. The Bible says, as as a man thinketh in his heart, or as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The soul is the soul is all part of that. Your soul is the is is the part of which makes you who you are. Your soul makes you self-conscious. There is a sense which it can be said that animals have souls. Yeah, but I think the animals, the difference between animals and man is animals live on instinct. We, we live by reason. We, we can reason. And uh, the spirit, we have body, we have a soul, we have a spirit. This is where similarities end because the spirit is a direct connection between God and man. The problem is that we have a dead spirit. Until you're saved, you have a dead spirit. When, when, uh, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, that day, God said, the day that ye eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. You know, the thing is that their body didn't die, their soul didn't die, but their spirit died. And the spirit was the one thing that gave us, that was direct, directly connected us between God, direct connection between God and man. <clears throat> uh, 
And so our spirit is dead, but when the spirit of God comes by and quickens us or brings life to which is, to which is, uh, I'm trying to read my notes here, which is salvation, the new spirit of life within a person begins to transform the soul of man. These changes within the spirit or in the souls demonstrate themselves in the action of the body. They, they, they manifest themselves in, in what we do. And all this is complicated, but I know, but you know, the soul and the spirit are similar in the fact that they are used in the spiritual part of the believer. They are different in their, in their reference. The soul is man's horizontal view of life, and the spirit is man's vertical view of God. It is important to understand that both refer to the immaterial part of man, but only the spirit refers to man walk with God. The soul refers to man's walk with the world. God is sovereign in the continuation of life. First, he's, he's sovereign in the creation of life. Now he's sovereign in the continuation of life. God determines the dawn of every, of every life. God's in charge of when life is created in the womb. Uh, notice the difference. Uh, wait. When, we think of, when we think of childbirth, we think of it as being a product of a physical union between a man and a woman. It is far more than that. There is a sovereign God behind the scenes that determines whether or not there's going to be, there's going to be a, a, a person or not. He determines whether life begins or not. It's God that does that. We have no business. We have no business interfering or trying to interfere with that. God determines the design of every life. Not only does God determine whether, we, whether or not there will be life, He also determines what that life will become. He has a plan for every human being that comes into this world. Um, it's, it's, it's the same as um, what, what you and I, what you and I are in this life is not a product of random chances and hapless genetics. What we are is, is this life is a product of a divine sovereignty. We are what God Excuse me. We uh, where, where am I? Even modern science, which tries so hard to destroy the thought of God, confirms that we cannot be we cannot just be a product of mere chance. Think about this. Here's some statistics. It just boggled my mind that as I looked them up, <coughs> the average body contains seven and a half trillion cells is far more complex than the advanced computer. Each cell, each cell, each of those seven and a half trillion cells has 200 trillion tiny groups of atoms and called protein molecules. The largest molecule is the DNA. That's where that shows us who we are. That determines who we are. Um, 
uh, the DNA carries hereditary form information from parents and offspring. It also it also carries a, a genetic code that determines who you will, will you will you be a man or a woman, and uh, that's that's the limit on you know on, on that. There there are no anything else. DNA is one of the one DNA one DNA is six feet long. You stretch that out, it's six feet. Okay. Total DNA in the body, all the, all the DNA in your body will fill a space the size of an ice cube. At the same time, if you take all those DNA and stretch them out six feet to six feet, it will, it, the, the, be, the, it would reach the sun and back 400 times. Folks, we're a special people. We have got we, we we can't allow ourselves to get to get into this world situation, this world uh, a way of thinking about life. We can't we can't take even one one little bit and and begin and begin to. Uh, Give in to the, to give in to this because it's gonna it's gonna eat us alive. Our, all our cells contain information about found in all the other cells. Each cell in your body can, carries all the necessary information for another you. If if coded DNA information and instructions of one human being were translated into English, it would fill more than a thousand volume encyclopedia. I mean, this is all just little stuff about. About our, about our bodies. What I'm trying to get at is this, that every human being that is conceived in the womb is special. Is special. Every person, whether born or unborn, is conceived for a purpose. Every human being is precious life and none, and none are to be discarded out of hand. The unborn child in that mother's womb is precious. The, the mentality, uh, the, the mentality, that mentality in, incapacitated person, that, men, the, the, that mentality incapacitated person is, is, is that institution is, is, is precious. Human life is precious, you know. And uh, we, 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 need to, we need to treat it as precious. It doesn't make any difference who they are. It doesn't make any difference about anything. God created them. We need to treat them as though God, as, as the way God created them, not as some animal. The, 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 God, the God is sovereign in the conclusion of life. Just as surely as the Lord God Almighty is sovereign in creation and the, in the continuation of life. He is also sovereign in the conclusion of life. Neither man nor Satan has the power to create life, neither has the ability to continue life, and neither has the right to make a decision to end life. Jesus alone points at man, the time of man's death. God alone appoints the terms of man's death. We don't have a right to do that. 
Sometimes people leave through tragedies. Sometimes people die because of diseases. Sometimes they go out out of here by way of old age. Sometimes suddenly with a bloom of youth on their cheeks, as just kids. However they, leave, however they leave this world, it is God's will must be determined when. And uh, whether we are talking about murder, suicide, euthanasia, or abortion, man has assumed the place of God when we, when we start getting into that. And when, and when he reaches out and to take another human being's life, each of these horrible sins ends life prematurely, and each will be judged and punished harshly by God. Now, please, don't misunderstand. Folks, don't misunderstand. There are times when it becomes necessary to withhold medical treatment. We've got to do it. But there are very few, you know, they're, they're not... They're not a, they're not often. You have, you have not committed murder. You have simply placed the matter into God's hands. You have, a, you have, if you have had to do that. However, to be, to, however, to, to put a helpless, voiceless woman to death by withholding food and water is murder. The courts and the nations have failed us in so many ways. God says that life is precious. I say amen to that. I wonder who will join me at the throne of grace, begins getting at the throne of grace and begging God to turn our nation around. To turn our nation, we have, we have got to get, we have got to. I think the, the biggest blight on our nation is 60 million kids that have been aborted. And I, and I, I know it's a little different message, but I gotta tell you, when I read that story about the man and had Alzheimer's and the family just cared so, so little about her, it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart. And folks, I, I just ask God, I, I just ask that you just begin to pray for life and pray that we turn our hearts back to God because that's where the source of life is, that's where the continuation of life is, that's where the end of life is, that we turn our hearts back to God so we can turn this country around and begin to do what we want. We were, we were created I believe in my heart this nation was created to spread the gospel of the world, uh, spread the gospel throughout the world. And we've been tricked into believing that uh, that it's not necessarily true that we're that we're we're nothing anyway. So. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.